all on board for this. Let's also have poop mechanics. You have to find a spot to go and make sure you bury it so you can't be tracked by monsters or PKers or bounty hunters if you have corruption. If you hold it in, you get a debuff. And if you go too long, then it will come out on its own. Then you have to get your armor cleaned and you can't talk to quest givers or vendors. Yo, hello, and welcome everyone to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted podcast for all things Ashes of Creation. I'm your host, Phoenix, aka Simorg, and I'm joined by my fellow Pathfinders, Faisal. Welcome back, buddy. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Say that one more time, Faisal. What up? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back, Wondering Mist. How you doing? We are the height of professionalism on this show, as you can tell. We we do sound checks and everything. Dude, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man. Listen, it's been a long week, dude. I do this seven days a week, I just want to say. And, uh, you know, the the title of today's show was was actually I got five on it, right? And the, the funny thing is, is didn't I, everybody that was here yesterday, did I not say I probably am jinxing myself? Because I'm going to go with, I got five on it, as in five people around the table to talk about Ashes of Creation. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Pasha got called up on duty and Daedalus is out with illness. But I do have a little bit of feedback from them regarding some of this stuff from the live stream. I'll share at least a little bit of their thoughts. But uh, man, how's the week been for you two? Had a lot going on? Oof. Everything's been going on, Sim. I don't like it. I wanted to go back to normal. I want to just what? chillax. <laughs> what, what, what do you? What do you? What do you mean? Too many, too many people, man. <laughs> what, what do you mean, too many people? I'm just kidding. It's uh, the more the merrier. I, I I will stay with the whole new influx influx of people coming mm-hmm. into the Ashes Discord. Yeah, uh, there have been a lot. Yeah, the forums have been going crazy. We have had good threads questionable threads weird threads we've had the whole shebang it's mm-hmm. it's been beautiful to watch we yeah there's been some real real mwah, some gems uh <laughs> in, in the ashes forums this week it's been absolutely brilliant man it's been uh i will say we've had a lot of really good conversations around here in this uh community and uh, a lot of people joining not only this discord but kind of following over on the at uh, Ashes Pathfinder Twitter, which is our social media. Um, no phone calls yet, but we've gotten a lot of love from the community. A lot of a lot of new names, uh, new faces, if you will, um, and and some of uh, the OGs as well. Uh, see some people resurfacing, but it's just been like a lot of love, man. We've got a, a lot of good points today, though. I've put together what I thought would be some some good conversation pieces. Some of them were from the Tim the Tatman uh, discussion with Steven. That was like midweek last week. Then, of course, we had our live stream, the Ashes of Creation live stream. Uh, and I can say that uh, speaking for Pasha and Daedalus, the, they both really were excited about the... Uh, dude, seriously, my cat's just going ham. He's just intent today on like barreling through the door and leaving and doing that over and over again. It's ridiculous, man. I'm sorry. So if you see me distracted, it's not my fault. Well, maybe it's like 50% my fault, but this kid. It's just like, 
<laughs> he's cracking me the, up, man. The joys of own, owning an animal, huh? Yeah, he's he's a good kid. But uh, they were both really excited about the uh, the um, kind of like the visuals for the spell effects and some of the changes there. Um, so of course, uh, we'll get to that here in a bit, a minute too. It was kind of talking about, I believe it's Cascade. They went from that to Niagara for the particle solution. Um, that was, I don't know, man, these, the spell effects look different for sure, especially for like the mage blink. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. There've been a lot of reflections. There is a note though on a couple things. One is, uh, this month of August the 5th is when the current cosmetics are going to be gone. A lot of people have been pretty excited about some of those. I know we've had a lot of conversations around those here uh, here on this channel. So definitely make sure you check those out. If you want to get them, get them. You know, if they really vibe for you, vibe for you and get them, whatever. Uh, but on September 7th, the housing item that's been up for a while, the um, the one that they created... Uh, that is to commemorate kind of like the COVID-19 uh, struggle that a lot of us have, have been going through. Um, it, it will be up and available to, to people that uh, go and create a new account by September the 7th. So just make sure you do that if you if you want to get that. It's actually really nice. Uh, we've actually linked that and showed it off here quite a bit already. So definitely go check it out if you haven't already. They've got a news post up on it already, so you can go back and check it out. Um, also... Um, yeah, I want to get into the good stuff. So <laughs> Intrepid. Start? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, Intrepid is kind of putting out the uh, the word, if you will. If you know any uh, developers, game developers that you, you know, really like their work in other games, you know, refer them to Intrepid. Intrepid's hiring. They're really in, seems like they're really pushing hard right now to, to get people on board for those positions they want to fill. And uh mm -hmm. Food for thought, you know, the, the sooner those positions are filled by quality people that create the quality work that that we're kind of used to seeing from the team, it, the potentially the sooner this thing's ready. So if there's a little bit of incentive for you to go on ahead and like, you know, retweet some things or to like tag some of your favorite devs that you notice are maybe looking for work, there it is. Um, I guess I'm going to go ahead and let you guys pick out some things that you felt like on the live stream were the highlights for you. Anything stand out? I've got my notes here, but go for it. Go, go on, face. Will you go first? <laughs> what do you mean? Why, wait. <laughs> You're, I mean, okay, I'll go, go first, first if you want. I don't mind. I was giving you the opportunity. Do it. Okay, fine. The highlights for me were definitely the skills they showed off. The, the mage beam and the uh the uh the mana sharing which i think are two things that are really interesting for the mage beam i love the whole risk versus war thing having to stand in place and channel the ability having and depending on i'm slightly concerned whether it will be just you point it at a single angle and then it stays at that angle for the whole time or whether mm -hmm. you can like rotate around uh and point it in different directions without losing the channel so we'll have to see what that does mm -hmm. and then there was that little snippet where they said it is aimed but it's whether you like aim it right at the beginning of the cast and then it stays in that mm -hmm. same direction the whole time through or whether you can move it as it's being channeled that i think will create a very interesting dynamic depending on 
what they go with. Oh, did he say he can move the beam? Okay, fair enough. Um, and he also said that there's the potential for it to, if you level up to the highest tier, for that ability to be able to pierce through targets, which I know a lot of people are concerned of, like, the wall of tanks meta, where because of collision you can literally just have a row of tanks and literally just march them march them forwards having piercing attacks that can just go straight through those tanks to hit the back line i think would be very very important in uh large-scale pvp <clears throat> so we got that and then the other thing was the mana sharing i really like any kind of mana sharing um mechanics in games i think it's something that is very underutilized and i'd love to see more of it uh, done so this that was great great for me okay I speak now. <laughs> sorry i i like just splurge this this is so exciting for me i love it it's, anyway yes go fatal what's it called uh i also like how you can also look at the environment and the changes that they did with it like they made a, a couple of few adjustments to the waterfall which is really nice it makes it a little bit more immersive but they still have a lot of like a lot of more work to do yeah because um, that was something that you were like concerned about before with how when the yeah. water like the waterfall hits the actual water itself yeah like apparently there's like i this is what i feel like there's supposed to be a third asset like mist um uh that is not wandering uh on on between the waterfall itself to, <laughs> to the actual splash um they also showed us uh how big the dungeon is like uh they took us a tour of the dungeon which is really nice and they showed it's us huge. Uh, it was God. aesthetically it's very huge i don't know how much we can actually travel inside yet <laughs> mm -hmm. um what what else did they show us uh, yeah they also they also showed us the change in iterations of 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 the blink and how it previously looked like and how they changed it too um because it used to be something uh explodes or implodes i forgot hmm. it's like it used to be like an explosion implosion and you just blink now it's just like implodes with darkness and, and you blink which is a really nice thing hmm. yeah It'll be very interesting to see how people can use that. Um, bearing in mind with the blink is we haven't, we've only seen it, uh, as far as I'm aware, going across sort of like flat grounds mm -hmm. in a single direction. It'll be interesting to see how that interacts with terrain, like whether you can use it to scale up terrain or like jump through walls or anything like that. As far mm, as I'm aware, true. we haven't seen anything like that, but that that's something to keep an eye on because there are some games which allow you to do it and other games that really don't like um, so far so far what i've seen from apoc is basically if you use blink it's like think of it as you are the flash you're going from one instant to the other if there's an object in between you smack your face across the wall <laughs> oh right okay do you so, think they'll keep it like that then or album maybe I mean, it would be a lot, a lot easier uh, for them. I mean, yeah, it would, it would, but it would be more fun if you could like 
use it to jump up a pile of rocks and get out of the way or something. Uh, I could just imagine like Gandalf or like Merlin trying to use a teleportation spell and just smacks across the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Falls over, dazed, like freaking slowed, stunned, then slowed, kind of stumbling around. That's funny. And then somebody just pokes out from the corner. You shall not pass. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, you know, there's the other bit, too, which I don't want to forget about a couple of these points, one of which is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the end of August, they've talked about the leaders of men and the PI test happening. So, you know, keep in mind to anybody that has kind of, I know some people have asked me about that already. Just keep in mind that that's, uh, you know, that's that's behind closed doors. That's, that doesn't mean this is going to be an open alpha one test. We don't really get that until... Uh, they've they've essentially allowed all of the the alpha one access backers and supporters to like have access first so that'll that'll be when that happens uh the other thing they mentioned though too is someone had noted to me five classes in alpha one you guys hear about that yeah it's is yeah. that actually confirmed or is that just a rumor from my understanding this was let me find someone fact checked me. Someone was here yesterday, fact checked me because I didn't I didn't keep the for some reason I don't have the note, but I can't remember if it was like post. Okay, it was Jeff. Thank you, Rabuda. Yeah, it was Jeff that said five classes. That's that was the reference point. So mage, tank, cleric. Thanks, man. I'm guessing ranger as the fourth and then fighter. You think fighter? You think maybe because they've hinted at it? Is that what you're thinking? Well, I know that way back when they said that the summoner and the and the bard were the two classes they would work on last because they're oh, the most okay. complex. Mm. So I I reckon it's going to be yeah, mage, tank, cleric, um, fighter, ranger. I'm just trying to think of it like chronologically. Like if you take the BR, mm. you 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 had the mage spells, you had the tank spells, you had the rangers, uh, ranger. So I'll assume tank, mage, ranger, cleric, and fighter because you had the long swords and the spears, uh, the rapier, rapier, yeah, yeah the life bringer, life bringer. Oh, okay. Oh, that okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that weapon. It's beautiful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. uh, I mean, we'll see. It's of course it's uh, sad that we won't get all eight classes, but at least we get some and i'm honestly i'm more uh interested to see what the augments are like mm, yeah we're not gonna get that, that for a minute though unfortunately mm -hmm. yeah probably not till next year yeah i mean i don't really see that even happen until probably alpha 2 i i feel yeah, like i'm gonna put i'm gonna put a 10 percent chance they might include the void because of the portion launcher because <laughs> of the potion launcher yes. wait oh. you want to explain your logic on that I'm, I, I, I mean i'm like tracking it's, it's, but... a, full, it's, it's a full support item man <laughs> God, dude I'm i don't know my enemies to death. <laughs> a lot of people I, I still can't believe they're putting that uh weapon in the game like of all the weapons you can choose and you're going with a potion launcher like yes. what why just why I'm curious. I'm curious, man. Like I, this is Warhammer. <laughs> I, I have wondered how that would actually actually work in the MMO, but 
yeah how that would be work work useful exactly fighter mage rogue tps2 so so in chat we got fighter mage rogue ranger cleric is my guess i mean here's the thing right we've already got four that were in alpha zero though right you had tank you had ranger okay you had cleric and you had the the mage right so they do have a point. <laughs> you got those four, so you're really just going to be adding one. You, you know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. I, I think maybe, man, if I was to guess, if I just make an educated guess, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna go with fighter too, and I'm gonna go with that because of the fact that that was the example Stephen gave when he was talking about an augment working. He used it with Mage and Fighter, and that's the one he's come back to reference more than once now on multiple streams when he's talked about yeah. augmentation. So it's it's speculation. It's just an educated guess. But it would make sense because it would be, what, the, the main melee sort of, like, class to play with, wouldn't it? Because, you know, you had what? Well, that, that and Rogue. Yeah, but, but Rogue, we have, like, I mean, the only thing we got from Rogue is what? The invisibility from APOC we've seen? Which isn't, yeah. from what I understand, that's not how stealth is going to work in right. Ashes anyway. Yeah, so that's, so... like, the only the only thing that even hints at that class, man. We were, mm. like, remember, we were actually, like, looking on the, uh, we were looking at the wiki the other day, and we were going through, and we were here on stream reading over uh, some of the classes, some of the primary archetypes and everything, and we went to the to rogue and it was like there's almost nothing there so i'm going you know i go with what we might have the most information on but fighter would actually make sense to me in terms of like the next one they'd release because i'll give you a lot more like you know you could rock your like two-hand abilities maybe and get a little more work around some of that that stuff too i mean yeah you know? saying that the the predator was in the video from three years ago. What even happened with that? That was really weird. I don't it know. It just like came out of nowhere and then just faded away. I don't know, man. <laughs> I got nothing on that one, dude. Honestly, I'm looking at I'm looking here too. People talking in chat about I want a polymorph, right? What up? What up, everybody in chat? Welcome in, friends. You're all welcome here. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, talking about the predator thing. There was also right there. Potion launcher will not be in the game. Taking bets. That's what Woodchip said. Taking bets that the potion launcher is not going to be in the game. Oh, it will. Yeah, It's man. been hyped up enough. I think it will be there. So. It will. It's it's so... Yeah, I, I don't understand why it's in the game. But it's in the game, so... Mm -hmm. So and like they've already done the art assets for it, so there's no reason not to put it in. Yeah, I mean, I remember us like pulling this one and like speculating around the potion launcher like way back. They had shown artwork for it, and I remember and Daedalus was here on that one for sure. But I remember we like ran around and we had speculation. We we're like, you know, is it something that you're gonna use as like an alchemy, like someone that's like top in alchemy has access to using that weapon or something? But, like, okay, so here's my question. How do you all feel like a potion launcher would fit best in Ashes of Creation as a weapon? Honestly, I just treat it like a almost like a grenade launcher. It's that kind of thing where you just fire a potion and it like um 
you fire the potion, it hits the ground, or it disperses in like an AoE, maybe some kind of gas, maybe some kind of healing, I don't know, something like that. And you can like... Um... Shit battles in chat, that's a crazy idea. No, no, Mist. There's a difference between a grenade launcher and a potion launcher, you see. <laughs> One is made out of herbs and spices, and you put it in a glass pot or like vase or whatever and you shoot it out and the other one is just <laughs> made out of metal and you shoot it out and it explodes okay <laughs> like what dude oh man big dude. difference <laughs> oh man big um, brain dude sure just sure <laughs> anyway um but it, it begs an interesting question. Um, with a potion launcher, in order to make it um, different compared to, like, the bows, you would need to... I, I think you would have to have, like, different ammo types for it, right? In order to I make it like different enough. So that begs the question, then. Would you also have different ammo types for the bows? See, there's like two ways you could do it, right? Yeah, like that's a good point. So if you do it like that, then do you have like these like projectiles doing different kind of damage? So would you have, would it be, would it be that the different types of maybe alchemical potions you launch are tied to specific abilities? And so the abilities in themselves, you know what I mean? Uh, are like the different types of instead of ammo right or you could do it the ammo route where you actually have different types of you know potions or something that you carry around that are your ammunition and then you launch it and if you do it like that then like obviously i feel like you'd want to do that with the with the bow too but you know well, you need to because otherwise yeah. people would say oh, oh yeah. where's my bow ammo oh yeah give me the realism <laughs> my immersion yeah what's it called they kind of they can do what Elder Scrolls did, where they could just like add a potion slot to to your arrows. And yeah, make like them poisons. Poison. Wait, yeah, what? in in ESO. Yeah. Do you not That's know a that? Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know yeah. that for PvP. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, you can craft poisons, and you can you can essentially like slot this for your front and back bar, your you know main or secondary weapon or whatever, and it, you can create that like you can any other potion, just like a poison that mm -hmm. does different things. So you could have like mm -hmm. breach or whatever to where it like increases the physical, you know, damage they take or gives it like a dot effect that like, you know, ticks poison or disease damage or something. Um, yeah. I'm surprised. I'll be know. honest. I've, I've leveled up alchemy in ESO, but I've not used any of the potions that or poisons that I've used Simple. in it because <laughs> guess what? The things that you get from the crown store and the daily login rewards are better than anything you can make. So, wait, what? What'd you say? What? Any, literally, the leveling up, mm -hmm. anything that you can make is going to be worse As than leveling up. Okay. The, yeah. Well, did you think I said better? Yeah. <laughs> when you no, I thought you. I thought you were talking in game for some reason when you said that. And I was just like, no. But yeah, yeah. leveling up. Yeah. yeah. Leveling, get, leveling up like anything you're, you're like leveling isn't going to be as good as those. Yeah. Until you it's, get to max sad. level. When you get to max level, it's a whole different ball game. Those things all jack a oh, person really? up. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'll, I'll keep leveling up my alchemy then. Yeah, when you get to max level and you unlock the combinations, oh, you can make some tasty potions, man. Like, 
Yeah. I always run with my movables and, you know, when I played PvP and ESO, may, may that life forever rest in peace, apparently, <laughs> at this point in time. I feel like every time I have an opportunity to take a jab, I do. But to be fair, like, it's not in a great place right now, so... To be fair, I brought it up, so... Yeah. Actually, no, you brought it up. You Which time? ESO potions. Which time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know, man. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's, it's like punishing myself, really, so let's just move on. So they talked about the... Uh, the gift of the magi that you had talked about, right? I remember we had actually yes. talked about seeing this on one of their uh, pre-alpha footage uh, showcases. I think it was on their live stream a couple months back or something like that. And um, we were like looking at that. Remember, we actually missed you here. Then we were like talking about it. It was like, oh, is that like a? We thought maybe that some of us thought that might have been like a, a GM hack. And then and then and then we were also kind of going like, yeah, but it looked like he cast a spell. So it was like mm. actual confirmation though, right? That was definitely yeah. a spell. I thought it looked cool. I like the new effects. I think that they feel, I don't know, from my perspective, I actually feel like they kind of have more of a a fantasy vibe, whereas I felt like maybe before some of those effects actually looked a little more too 4th of July, maybe, <laughs> if that makes sense, and a little too extravagant, too blingy, yeah. So um, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, the the uh, particle effects and the special effects, I I don't really care too much for that. I'm more concerned with how the gameplay works. I'm wondering, and I'd be really excited if they actually do this, whether if you could not only give mana to your teammates, but also take mana from your opponents. That is something that I have missed. It was very prominent back in Guild Wars 1, there was like entire builds which were just focused on taking the opponent's mana away from them and using it for yourself. I would love to see mm -hmm. that return in MMO, but at the moment it hasn't happened, which is a little bit sad. Yeah, mana drain. Mana stealing, yes. mana drain skills, I would love it. Miss the professional nature of mana. <laughs> hey, I was a Mesmer back in Guild Wars 1 and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yes. Just being able to shut down whoever I wanted for an entire match, it was great. Mana drain I mean, it, in chat. I'm just reading is, that. It, Sorry, go on. It is it is a very interesting concept. Like when you when you say like mana drain and how you make an entire build, like you don't see that a lot in MMOs these days. Um, I haven't seen it. You only see World One. Honestly, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's it called? No, mostly, mostly. Yeah, I have my own mana. You have yours. That that's the end of that chapter usually, but it's it's a nice turn. That's the end of that story. So <laughs> I want to talk about something in chat though, man. So uh, yeah, Woodchip brings up a point that I feel like was actually we had seen some people talking about here when we were watching. We kind of like did a post live stream show discussion and showcased parts of it for the community too. But it was actually interesting, man. As a we're looking over that and they had talked about how the Phoenix wings were something that they had been thinking about. And some people like the, the level up. I mean, I know it seems like probably to some people like that's such a trivial thing. It's just something really to dissect on a show. I mean, look, every, every one of these, these bits of these bits of information, these like talking about the waterfall, you're talking about the skill effects, even leveling up. I mean, can anybody remember the first time? And maybe this is a bit of a nostalgia trip here but can anybody remember the first time you leveled up in an mmo and you had that like pop 
around your character of some kind that was like, you just leveled and you're like, whoa, I don't know, man. I actually remember that for the first time. And I was like, wait, what just happened? Right. Cause I didn't even realize when you started playing like an MMO, when I first played, I didn't realize, I didn't understand how any of the leveling up worked. And so I remember I was watching my character and it was like this pop that came up over his head. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? And at first I didn't, I didn't get it. It was like, ding, you just leveled up. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, wait, I got a skill point. I don't know, man. That's just one of those levels of immersion. So it may not seem like a big thing, but all of these little pieces, I'm a proponent that little things add up and they do make a difference and matter. And these are some of those elements when you combine them, I think really do make a difference. Uh, oh, I, I see that in chat. Phoenix wings are cool, but wouldn't it work better for a res or respawn? Maybe. I don't know, man. We could try it. But it's the cool thing about the early stages, right? We can all chat about what we think is cool, a good idea, best mm -hmm. practices. And then we get to see how it all plays out. And of course, even Steven said last week, right? Feedback, 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 man. Like there's a lot. I just want to like, this is my like one little soapbox moment maybe today where I want to say, if you do get a chance to test a game, a lot of people that I've known and myself included in some scenarios, you get the, you get the opportunity to test and you just test it and you play it. And then you, when the test is over, you go. But if, if you take the time to go and see, Hey, here's some of the issues I had in the game. And then you go and you see if people are talking about it or mentioning it yet, if they haven't like go make sure that you, you give them your feedback. Like that stuff is actually very valuable to developers. And I, I think sometimes maybe people don't do it enough. You know, even myself included, I've been guilty, but that's one of the best things you can do uh, for a game, especially when you're talking about a studio that might be a, a little smaller, not a AAA studio with a bunch of people, mm -hmm. hundreds of people working on the project. I mean, yeah. I, I like, I like that they're taking a lot of feedback. Like yeah. I like that they're taking every feedback into consideration, even if it's good or bad, at least that they look at it once, seeing what it is. If it's something that they can answer, they will. And if, if, they, if it is something that they can fix, you'll most probably see it at the next iterations. They always keep looking at the board, looking where it might be a problem, and they try to fix it. So it's a really great thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yo, and good looking I mean, out. I, I gotta. Can I? Can I make a, a quick comment? I want to say that everybody that was hanging out this week, you all that have been around the community, you too, missed you and Faisal, you as well. Actually, both of you were here this week on the streams. There were a lot of new people chatting. And oh, by the way, Faisal, happy belated birthday! Hey, it was his birthday recently, everybody. Oh, I forgot hey, about that. Hey. Yeah, we, we we said happy birthday saying. on stream. Should we? Do you want to, dude? Shall we do it? I mean, Chat, I what know. do you think? Should we sing Happy Birthday to Faisal? Should Shall we? we do it? Chat, I feel like they're going to say yes. I'm going to take the dancing Kirby's in chat as yes. Are you ready? All right, on three, two, one. <laughs> Happy, birthday Happy birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Are we doing this or not? Yes. I'm not doing this solo. Come on. <laughs> I'm here. Do you not hear me? Anyway, happy birthday, Faisal. We're not going to go any further. Oh, this is getting we just weird. Ruined it. There we go. We're, we're Chat's here, ruining it. Don't you say cringe in chat. Look at what you did. Miss is walking away. Look at what you did. 
Look at what you did in chat. Miss, please come back. The light calls you. Oh, here he is. Look at that. It worked. Holy crap, man. I didn't think that would actually work. Happy birthday, Faisal, man. Yeah, true story. But honestly. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude. You, But I do want to say just as a shout out to not just Faisal and not just Mist, like to anybody who was actually here this week, there truly were a lot of people here helping answer a lot of questions. The chat was honestly at times going so fast I couldn't keep up. And it, you guys were were true champions for the Ashes community. You were really helping to give a lot of good feedback. So much love, man. And uh, with that being said, I do have some questions that I think are, I felt to be good points of reference that we actually had some pretty good conversations and, and welcome into everybody joining, by the way. But uh, they talked about the the gatherables. There was a couple points and I'm going to get over this once I talk about it from the live stream, but uh, talked about mobile resources. So we talked and he actually had made, Stephen had mentioned that you would have kind of mobile resources, specifically herds of animals that might be roaming. And he also talked about how, you know, that each resource, like maybe a mining node, for example, would actually have multiple taps to it until it would be depleted. So that was actually good to hear. Cause I know some people have been asking about that around here. And uh, we actually got that direct confirmation on stream, but uh, let's get to the Tim interview, man. There were, f I think three or four questions. One, two, three, four. Okay. Four questions I wanted to make sure we touched on today. Hopefully we have time for it. Um, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, and if you guys didn't actually check the live stream, I definitely encourage you to go back to, uh, Ashes of Creation's YouTube channel. They've got it posted there. You can also catch it on their Twitch. Uh, but one question was, can you blow up a weapon with enchanting? Now, not too long ago, we had the master artisan episode. We were actually talking about crafting what we felt was interesting with it. So this one ties into that particular episode. If you didn't didn't catch that one. You can go back on the VODs or on the uh, Spotify or iTunes. And you can go back and give it a listen. It shouldn't be too far back. Uh, but there was the question was, can you blow up your weapon, right? And so the answer was there are RNG elements with over enchanting. Uh, and this uh -huh. is something that's going to need testing, but that they're going to uh, have like a safety margin of like plus four, something to where you can safely enchant. Then going higher is damaging it via a decay system or pushing it even higher would be destruction. And the importance of the decay system is that uh, to place a new demand on the supply chains of crafters, hence players will have to go to crafters to restore the equipment using some of its base materials. So creating a dependency on the crafting economy is something that's important to them, right? So what do you all think about that idea of like over enchanting of an item to potentially break it if you go too high? Why would you want to over enchant it? It wouldn't seem like to. a very weird system that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. So, obviously, like if you've got it to the max place that you would enchant it, why would you want to enchant it further? So, my thoughts are you, you probably aren't going to have an indicator for like a bar of exactly where you're at on over enchanting. I don't know though, man. Like, I, I feel like people are going to be like. Yeah, from min-maxing perspective, I can get it, but I need to understand what the what's the benefit of of getting close to that line, right? Like, I mean, I, I risk reward, I'm, I right? Think, yeah, but I mean, it, okay, let's say you can 
what I take from this, like they're saying over enchanting as mm. opposed to just regular enchanting, right? right. Mm -hmm. So if you mm -hmm. can only enchant your weapon up to a maximum of plus four, right? Then and you yeah. know that you can that is the maximum that you can get it. Mm -hmm. Why would you try and enchant it further? Or benefits of be doing that? Are there benefits of yeah. doing that? Right. Well, uh, surely if that that's then that's not over enchanting. That's mm -hmm. just regular enchanting. You you see the thing i'm going for if, oh, if yeah. it's physically impossible to enchant plus uh past a plus four then yeah but if there isn't a plus five if you know there isn't a plus five why would you over and why would you enchant it again this one too ravuda said players won't care about regular over enchanting categories we'll see the full spectrum as enchanting yeah I guess I'm trying to I'm see not... how, how over enchanting or having like that system in place makes it like any more meaningful in terms of like the benefit of having, you know what I mean? The crafting like, system. Like I, I don't, that's the part I'm having a tough like time the with. Only, the only thing I could see it is like how Sim said it, like how is the enchanting, how is the enchanting indicator goal to be implemented? Yeah. Are you able to see it or not? Mm -hmm. How are you going to know if this item is not already enchanted? Is it going to be um, only high-level enchanters able to see the bar of it? Maybe I don't know. Um, like there's there's endless oppor like mm -hmm. opportunity and. Uh, theory crafting here <laughs> and maybe maybe if if he takes it from a plus four and he tries to over enchant maybe it gives him other buffs and maybe uh steven is trying to say maybe um uh, that if you try to do it and you succeed mm -hmm. you would be able to get uh buffs uh more more buffs at but it depends on the weapon's decay and maybe the weapon strength or level maybe i don't know Mm, I've got a few things in chat that are I'm just going to kind of read over these Jason said it will be a huge necessary gold sink like in lineage 2 Narada said I feel like it's already punishing enough to lose materials when you uh, fall or fail in the chanting roll to have the item be lost entirely along with that just seems excessive um, yeah I just I, that's for, that's the thing for me it's like is there going to be a visual indicator is there a perk to actually riding the line if anything mm -hmm. otherwise like if you already I just it seems that if people know what uh, the plus four like you know how many resources it takes to hit plus four like if they know that there's going to be no point in anybody over enchanting right so like then what's the point of the system like I want to understand if where the risk reward to potentially riding the line like how that's going to benefit you so I, I feel like there's got to be something else there otherwise i just don't i don't see the reason for it hmm. and to those who are saying it's 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 a gold sink uh yeah but so is normal uh item durability and decaying like you you don't need to add in an extra element of rng enchanting onto that to my mind to have a decent gold sink and to stimulate the economy um, yeah we'll have to see what it happens in testing but there right. that's that's a very odd one for me yeah because like i could see the perk of if you're like i don't know you know if, if there's like a, a a point where you can ride the line just a little bit and then you have a, a chance to like crit something then 
I guess it would make sense. But yeah, I even see what people are saying here. So the way Stephen described it, it's almost uh, directly pulled from Lineage 2. It comes down to economics. When there is a surplus of gold items uh, that items don't bind, uh, people will buy them up to try to get better enchants on it. So it's just trying to proc a better enchant, I think. I think people were even talking about that too the other day when we read over it here. But yeah, for me, it's like, I'm just going to set the standard whatever it is to hit right at plus four. And I'm not going to, there's going to be no reason for me to even roll the dice on that. Unless there's some, some like significant perk to going a little bit higher with that chance. Yeah, because I actually remember, like, this is going to be a crude reference point based on someone who has a little, I would say, somewhat limited information. So my brother, uh, Shaz, was playing Dragon Quest. It was, uh, I forget which one it is, like 11 or something. Is that right? The one that came out a couple years back. Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? Anyway, I think it came out on Steam, too. But yeah, I remember on one of the Bro Nights, a few weeks or so back, I was sitting in the living room and I was watching him actually play and he was there was like crafting in that game and there were like these four uh, it kind of shows like this metal like molten metal on the screen and you basically are hammering down on it uh crafting right and you can you can kind of choose how like where you want to like hit basically on this and you could hit so many times and each of these four you know areas that you can hit on you can basically push this bar up and there's like a threshold point and sometimes if you hit that threshold point, it'll either go right at around the line, sometimes a little over or a little under. And you basically always want to aim to hit that threshold point, right? If you gave it one extra tap and pushed too far over, essentially you're just going to damage it and not get anything. And so I'm like sitting here thinking to this, again, crude reference point. But if it's something like that where you have a visualization of it and you kind of choose and it's kind of that a little bit of a risk reward like if i hit right around the line like i go over it just a little bit i could damage it but i could also maybe get just a little bit more on stats so that that would make sense to me but if it's like you know just dumping a certain amount in there and throwing over and you know i don't know man anyway not gonna stay on that one for too long <laughs> i just kind of yeah moving on so yeah it's just one of those things i kind of would want to get a little bit more uh, feedback on in terms of like what the rationale is for even having that system in place outside of it just being a gold sink as people are talking about this one goes back to node wars right so or at least this is my reference point for what i think it might have to do with uh so they the question was essentially we hear 250 versus 250 there's tons of lag big fights equal lag to me right and this is a concern a lot of people have about having a lot of people in one space in general and the, the question is like, how are they going to handle this? And so Steven had said, I've yet to encounter an MMORPG that didn't have issues with 100 plus players in an area. When you're building a game, you build it with the architecture available at the time. Now, that's not to say that MMOs are not built in a specific way, like EVE Online, but they slow down in time. Planetside 2 holds the record for most players online, and we have a lot of people from Planetside 2 team. Uh, in our studio technology today is much farther ahead than years ago. So there's many ways of doing things better from a client side. When you're rendering these numbers of players, there's specific algorithms that dictate uh, what you're rendering today. Our GPUs are a lot more capable than a lot many years ago. And he said, I have, have absolute confidence in a smooth 250 versus 250. And I'll be honest, we are trying to push further now, just as a reference point, he had also mentioned some of the ways that they could, you know, potentially reduce some of that 
you know, lag or performance, uh, the taxing on the performance issues that people would often have with like large numbers in a fight. We see this in ESO, right? And this is a reference point for me because it makes a lot of sense to where the concern would come. So in ESO and PvP, especially in like Cyrodiil, you have the rolling Zergs essentially. And right now the way people are actually kind of winning at Cyrodiil is you're running around in Zergs, casting a lot of AoEs. And what does that do? That's taxing, right? And it causes a lot of lag to the people in that area. So when I say who can lag the other person the most, that's literally what I'm talking about because they're running around with a lot of spell effects and a lot of AoEs. And those effects in ESO are pretty significant. Like they're pretty bright. If you, especially if you have like your settings up, they're pretty significant and they're pretty taxing. And uh, so, you know, one of the ways that they've talked about addressing this in Ashes is just tuning the effects down or, uh, you know, armor sets, like, you know, making it to where people have like maybe just really simple armor sets when they're in this type of combat situation. But the thing I kind of wondered is, are they pushing for the five and 500 because of the node war situation where you have a lot of people around at the same time? And then that kind of made me think, so what happens if people are sieging a node and you have that many in many people in one area, right? How are they going to, how are they going to work to, to balance that? Even if you do turn down spell effects and default player armor, it's it's really hard. Really, like tough. he says, he there's no MMO that's managed to do it so mm-hmm. far, mm-hmm. and I don't think Ashes will manage it either. If I'm brutally honest, maybe they'll do it slightly better, and they have the advantage, like he says, of um, mm-hmm. PCs and and servers etc. being uh, more advanced. But these days, and but mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? I think it's very ambitious. Even going to 250 players, and like he's saying, he wants to push it up to 500. But I just, mm, I, I don't think it's gonna work. I really mm-hmm. don't. But I don't know. Like I honestly don't like because like, we never really experienced nor test this type of environment before. We never really see it being accomplished. So saying it's impossible to do is, I can't really say that. And is it possible? I can't really say that either. The only thing I could say if they if they ran into optimization issues, I could see what they could do to to what's it called mitigate that effect. Like have people wear like all unified type of armor. So. Uh, uh, to to not make someone flashier than the other with the gleams and glows when when they do spell effects, um, uh, what's it called? Have limited amount of stuff on the playing field. You can't just have uh, like fifty catapults sieging a node. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that that would be just one very broken, and two, it is optimization is just going out of the window here mm. um uh, I, I don't know like it's it's very hard to to optimize such things yes yeah. it's because i think about really large fights you know like uh yeah i'd say the early days of uh, eso i definitely experienced some real large fights but yeah raven and chat talking about Arcage. yeah Arcage, there definitely were you could get away with some pretty big fights. It didn't really lag you out too much. They pulled it off there. Um, World of Warcraft. Man, I remember some world PvP in that situation, in that game. 
that could get. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was. Man, I want to say, uh, from my experience, you could get to maybe a hundred versus a hundred, but it would depend. It would depend a lot. Uh, I think depending on like kind of the uh, class makeup, you had a bunch of mages dropping AOE and stuff and blingy effects. It would start to lag, or if you just had a lot of boomkins and stuff like that mm-hmm. in place or like, you know, druid healers. Uh, but it was even a hundred. It was a little bit, it was a little bit much, you know, anyone remember, anyone remember winter grasp back in the day? That was oh a slideshow. Wow. That yeah. was so bad. And that wasn't even a hundred on each side. No, that was, that yeah. was just terrible. Good reference. South shore versus Terran mill. Yeah. That's a good example. Uh-huh. But you know, I agree. Like I think, man, in this game, having it to where you can have a, a lot of people in the same area is going to be important because of the node system, man, because of those really big conflict pieces. That's, that's what I think. And a lot of games have tried to make that happen before mm-hmm. and not done yeah, it. The thing is with 500, 500 people, you also have to take in consideration the people that have very high ping, people that lag, sure. people that have potatoes for PCs, <laughs> um, and the desyncs that happen. Like, oh, I don't say the word. I think everybody, everybody <laughs> oh, no. experienced oh. those. <laughs> oh, no. Why would you say that word out loud, dude? I feel like saying that word out loud is like... Just oh man, I feel like something bad's gonna happen to me now. I felt like I brought like uh, World War II flashbacks on you, Sim. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sim's not here right now. But if you'd like to leave a message, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, anyway, yeah, we'll Damn. have to see. Yeah, that, have to that, see. Ed, that is a goalpost they're gonna need to hit, I think. But that's that's a good point. Look, they do have some people from from one of the games that's been able to pull it off, so. That's a that's a positive, but definitely makes me think, you know, like, look, I, I reference back like to, to APOC, right? There weren't that many tests where we actually had 100 people in. Much yeah. less in the same area. So from my experience with Ashes, I can't even reference it. So I think we did some we had in the same area, the though. Yeah, yeah, in the same area. Steven requested in the Discord that um, we get on a 200-man lobby, was it? I don't know. Really? Don't remember. Oh. And, and he told us to all drop at Castle, and it was mayhem. The amount of glitches that we've seen was outstanding. We were walking through walls. We were sinking in the floor. We vanished. <laughs> we didn't even exist <laughs> at one point. Potato yeah. is the player's fault. That's true. I want to talk uh, gaming o- Ojage. Mm-hmm. I hope I've said their name right. I believe getting all the systems in first and thinking about optimization makes the most sense. Yes, yeah. agreed. Even 50 versus 50 players will already be fun. This is something mm-hmm. that I don't think um, it seems to have like gone over the head of uh, Intrepid a little bit. It's that they're obsessed with this kind of huge 250 versus 250. But when you're actually playing it, you're not going to, it's it's not going to feel like 250 versus 250 because that's not how battles work. Generally, you kind of split off and do your own little thing and, and 
50 versus 50 feels the same as 250 versus 250. So, mm. yeah, I will we'll have to see how it works. I mean, obviously it depends. Maybe what they could do is like scale it up. So, for example, if you've got like a level, because uh, you can siege from a level three or four, no, can't you? Or does it have to be level six where you get the sieges? To siege a node? Oh, that's a good question. Homie, that's a good question. I don't I th- know. Mm-hmm. I don't have that one on tap right now. Because can because if it's okay. if you can siege a level three node, right? Then okay, people are saying level three. Yeah. I'm so looking. if you can siege a level three node, having two hundred and fifty versus two fifty in a small level three, relatively small level three node, makes no sense to me. Like, surely you'd want to like start off at maybe fifty for a level three node and then scale it up. So that if you're sieging a metropolis, then you can have up to 250 on each side. Mm. That would make more sense to me. Otherwise, it's just going to get completely out of control. Yeah, but like, okay, okay. But we don't know if... if uh, it is level 3. Node, when camps, nodes can be destroyed starting at level 3 village. Yeah, okay. Yeah, when camps grow from level 1 to, to 3, how many citizens cap are we going to have? That's going to play a big role because you won't have the same exact number of players being that exact same node and defending yeah. it. So I don't think it's going to be a 250 versus 250 at the level stage, the level three stage node. No, it probably won't, but it's, I mean, the potential is there. I, I just yeah, don't it, know it how is, it's it going to work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. So, group skills are, yeah, group skills are still things that they have talked about and not given us any kind of details on. So, whether they'll actually happen or not remains to be seen. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Got some, uh, another one of the topic points I want to make sure you chat about was the discussion around the skill tree system, which isn't in itself really... A super super deep one to talk about because a lot of people are pretty aware of it if they've been tracking this but i'm gonna read it because i had some thoughts about group synergy but then this kind of does tie into stuff we don't know too so it's gonna be a bit of a speculation point but you know they had asked tim had asked about the skill tree system and the part that i really uh well, i'll get to that so there's three specific categories in your skill tree right there was the passive skills that increase your proficiency with certain armor or specific armors. Then there's mana health regeneration. Uh, There's also the active skills for your abilities. And then there's your weapon skills. The skills synergize with one another. So I can put points in my weapon tree. Uh, When I use a dagger, for example, my skills have a chance to trigger a bleed. Next, I can make it so backstabbing does bonus damage. However, the target is bleeding while I'm backstabbing. It can do 30% more bonus damage. So you can synergize different areas of your skill tree. So our parties are eight players in size and each uh, class will have skills that can synergize with other classes. So one class can trigger a sword slash, which causes, causes the mage fireballs to do bonus damage. And you want to coordinate well with your team to maximize the damage output. So here's my, here's why I find this is an important point. This outlined exactly why when people say that you can't do theory crafting right now 
you can. I'm just saying you can. <laughs> what, are you, what, are, what are you laughing about? No, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Sim. I really do. So let's theory craft. Let's think. Mm. I mean, we've got two things that are happening here. First, you've got synergy within a single class's kit. True. And then you've got synergy with other classes. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see what they come out with, honestly, because I love um, synergy. I I think it's... Uh, yeah. I, I hate just having, like, press button A, button B, button C down the line and then repeat or that kind of thing. I, I like them to be synergy, which then creates choice. You have an ability that can have two different effects depending on what you do afterwards or before it, and that can um, make enga- mm-hmm. more engaging gameplay, in my opinion. Right. See, this is what I love, because I'm sitting here already imagining being in a group going, can I get my bleeds? You proc your bleeds, you're like, all right, I need backstabbing on target B or whatever. It's just like, I'm sitting here nerding out because I'm thinking about all this, but this is cool because you've already got four, you know, kits, right? We already got the four. When we get into alpha one, we really are going to be able to start doing some fun theory crafting, I think, because part of the fun part about this is like, you know, the way, the way I look at it is like, you're going to have these skills. And of course you can kind of unlock the different tiers for the skills. Not, this isn't even including the augmentation process. This is just talking about like the main skills. So you can already start the theory craft in terms of like different group dynamics, how uh, certain skills are going to synergize just by going right now and looking like the second we get in. Oh, and this is where I go. What's the fifth class, please? What is the fifth (laughs) class? Can we just know, please, please? (laughs) I just want to know. I need this in my life, man. I need this in my life because theory crafting is great. And most of the games that I could do theory crafting, I don't want to. So. You ain't going to get. Why, dude, don't go crush it. <laughs> don't crush it so quickly. Like, give me like five, six, seven, eight seconds. Give a pause to hope. Let hope endure for a little bit. Right. So I'm a little more tempered. Like, what like, is going on, miss? What do you mean? Um, <laughs> oh, well, we we can all hope and dream, I guess. Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of people mentioning Guild Wars 2 in the chat with their combo system. Mm, I have mixed feelings about the combo system in Guild Wars 2. Yes, it exists, but for the most part, the effects that you get for it aren't really that helpful. And there are only a couple of very niche cases where you even use the effects, and most of it most of them come down to um like high skill cap pvp where you use basically mass stealth uh, effects to uh allow you to cap uh certain points as a group and then use those same mass stealth uh skill combos uh in high level fractals to basically cheese the fractal and speed run it those are most more often the only two cases where you will use the intentionally use the combo system in guild wars 2 the rest of the time you really don't use it you may proc a combo but you very rarely coordinate it at all so i i hope that ashes doesn't really go down that route and i hope it's a little bit more direct than that 
Sorry, Bariff in chat, man. I feel you, dude. I feel you. The struggle's real. I got a sadness inside for there not being class articles yet. Dude, I would love to see. I mean, if we got the four, you're not going to tell us what the fifth is. I would really love to see like just an actual class blog on, you know, each of the classes that we're going to see leading up to maybe Alpha One and then going, ah, here's your fifth one. And then boom, we get into Alpha One open testing where we showcase it. That would be awesome. It's just wishful thinking, man. It really is. But dude, I feel you, dude. I really, holy, dude, I'm like reading right as that just happened. Holy crap, wood chip. With 10 gifted subs. True champion here. One of the glorious ones. Thank you. I was going <laughs> to, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that, dude. Thanks so much, homie. You guys have been, you, last month was a phenomenal month for me on Twitch. It was just nuts all around not just just in general as as a creator it was probably the uh, just one probably the best month i've ever had if i'm gonna be really honest a lot of a lot of love man just heartfelt moments and stuff like that good conversations looking forward to keeping that fire going with asheshq.com what's that sim yeah go on ahead and check it out all you're gonna see is a coming soon wordpress Page. <laughs> you know what? Let really... me tell you about this fantastic yeah. website called Ashes HQ. Mm -hmm. There's nothing on it. Yep, it's there. You know what's really funny, <laughs> dude? Missed. You're like waiting for it too, though. It's funny. Oh, I am. Oh, yeah. but I didn't expect you to just randomly um, drop like... it. <laughs> yeah, and say that <laughs> shameless plug for a website that I haven't made yet. Technically, if you were paying attention, yeah. if you were paying attention yesterday, I was letting people kind of actually test out some stuff and things. I got a couple of <laughs> things sorted in the back end. So, yeah, I actually got a message today for somebody who was like, yo, I can see it. I'm like, oh, shit, I need to turn that off real oh. quick. Hold on. Let me, let me let me flip that switch and do this to people real quick. Sim, Sim you're you like the, the 80s ads. <laughs> Sales person for a car without the car. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I'm excited. I spent the past week trying to work out some of the junk that I was having to deal with on the back end, getting things squared away. I don't know what the deal is. Like working on WordPress, I can do, right? But getting it so that the damn page shows up, which is in, in hindsight is actually not a difficult thing, was for some reason just I was struggle busting it, man. Hardcore. Couldn't freaking get it done. And then I was here every day and we were like going till 10 p.m. to midnight. And that's when I start earlier than that in the day working. So I was doing like 12 hour days and I would get a, I would literally get my laptop out and I would. This is probably going to sound this is where people are going to say you need to sleep more. So I just need you to stop. Don't do that. But I literally was like falling asleep <laughs> on my laptop doing this. Um, but there actually will be something there by tomorrow true story there will actually be the uh -huh. formation of some pages yeah because everything i need is in place right now i literally just have to go sit down so when we get done with the episode tonight i'm gonna go and i'm gonna start doing the stuff that i had in place before and then the goal is by alpha one to have the forums as the first thing so you're just gonna get some like article pages in the beginning but the the main thing is getting the damn forums working and i think i'm gonna be going with vanilla forums which is good because if you use the ashes forms, you're already used to it. You already know what those that kind of functions like, and it gives people the badge things and all that junk that's there, yeah. which people were talking about wanting. I didn't. I I have been working on stuff. You guys haven't seen, but I realized that the other form option wasn't going to work. 
Also, I want to promote the Discord, discord.gg forward slash Zamorg, because if you watch the live stream uh, and you want like the visuals we've been talking about, you can actually go in there in the Ashes of Creation channel. I posted all of the gifts that actually were made by Shays from the live stream, showing the different skill effects. And it's got all the like visuals in there uh, from the waterfall to the beach assets and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so missed. I got good news. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. You're going to well be done. able to start tinkering around with it finally. Ooh, tinker. I like to tinker. Yeah. Yes. I'm a, a lot, anyway. All you guys can start breaking <laughs> stuff here too. And I'm going to have you guys go and go, all right, try to go log in see if you can break stuff. Try to see what works and what doesn't. Oh, you know, it's, you know, everything's going to break, right? Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm going to be like, oh no, why did I tell him to break it? <laughs> I didn't mean it. I just meant look at it. I need Welcome I need people to, to break the land it. of developments. I do. Alexa would be so proud of you. I know, I know. Speaking of which, we'll have him back on the looking for more podcast Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. So, what do you all think about? I'm not going to read through this. Uh, what do you all think about? Um, okay, now I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to read it. But <laughs> so, Just... I'm a little concerned about this point right here. I don't like, look, look, I, I like what they're going for with the, not that they're not being like a, a global kind of like auction house or whatever, making, you know, the, the caravans important and everything. But that means, you know, setting up shops, going to shops, checking it out. And as I was listening to that discussion point, I kind of in the back of my mind, I guess I kind of went, oh no. It thought of the guild stores and ESO. Because I'm afraid it might be like that. Mm. Do you guys know what that's like? Anybody? I don't think it'll be exactly like that. But I mean, they're not that bad. I hate them. Uh, you hate them? Oh, I hate them okay. so much. Okay. Well, what do you hate exactly? Like... Because it takes me 10,000 years just to find a bow I want. Oh, because they're not all... I Okay. There's no good okay. way to... It hurts me oh, inside. Right. It hurts. I just want to get on. I'm like, I just need to grab this one material. Then when, when... Like, I like what it does for communities in that game. But this is the only reference point I have. But, like, I, I'm kind of, like, inside actually a little concerned for what it might be like having to find things in a node or in a city or just an area and not having some kind of a greater way to find out where what is. Because, dude, it hurts, man. There's a lot of them. Don't get me wrong. It's super saturated. And ESO, and, and to be fair, has more to do with the fact when you go to one uh, guild, you know, store or whatever, it has more to do with when you go to the one, uh, you know, like guild vendor or whatever. It's cool because you vote on them and you get a better one in a better location. You can sell your stuff there. Your guild does well as a result. But like early on, there wasn't like the Tamriel Trade Center sort of website that then they add stuff again. It'll help you like to find out where stuff was at. Even that's a little, a little that still doesn't really help with that, but I'm like sitting here going, so how many places could I potentially be buying from? And like how, how taxing might that be for me to try to find 
what I need. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm actually a little worried about. Hmm. I mean, I, I feel like the system would work better in Ashes because of the lack of fast travel. I, that kind of system really doesn't make sense in Elder Scrolls Online because it's so easy to navigate around the map. And just hop from place to place and just search. Sure, it takes a little while, but it's it's more like a mild inconvenience than an actual gameplay mechanic. Yeah, and to be Whereas fair, in actions, it will mm-hmm. work a lot better. I feel. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I just, I think, I think what I'm really hinting at is, please don't make it take forever to search for something in that that place I'm going to buy stuff from. If I if there's a search option at all. Cause you go and you click, you clicked enter in the beginning. You were just sitting there going like, um, hello, is this working? That's what it feels like. <laughs> and the wheels are spinning. So I guess that's something that in my mind I thought about. Maybe there's not a whole lot to say about, it, but it's just something I put on the radar moving forward. Um, to be fair, the Elder Scrolls Online search systems for their stores is horrible. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't done well. Neither was their like their bank feature, because you know when you go to like, was it you go to pull something out and it's like, please hold, we're processing your last request. And I'm just like, excuse me. That's, Wait, what? That's been a problem for a long time. Yeah, if you play long enough, you all know what I'm talking about. If you played the Elder Scrolls Online, you go to pull something out of your bank, and and it's like still processing last request. You're like, wait. I've never encountered that, but okay, sure. You were, happens. It's because you're, you're technically a new player to Elder Scrolls Online. Miss. Oh, uh, I am. I know I am. This is like no. This is launch stuff. Sim. Well, why, why are you saying this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's trauma, I guess, or something. I don't know. So far. Don't the thing say. that screwed me up about the the guild traders in ESO is that you. Type, so say you want to search for something so you type in the search box and then you press enter and i'm used to uh like in other games you press enter and it immediately searches but that doesn't happen in here so you have to press enter and then you have to click the start search button at the bottom for some unknown reason why is there a separate like start search button <laughs> Why not just have it search as soon as you click enter on the search bar? I don't know, dude. Zenimax! <laughs> That's what it. What are we doing? Hold on, back up. Woodchip said, without an add-on and no fast travel, this could be a nightmare. could take two to three hours to get what you're looking for. I agree with that. That's where my concern's at. That's what scares me. Well, that's why you have, like, your... Instead of going to, like, a guild store... You would have, I mean, if I'm a like hardcore raider, which might well happen in Ashes, I'm probably what? gonna have like a network of people that I will go to. I will have my blacksmith, I will have my tailor, etc. <sighs> These are the people that I will go to if I want something made or something done. I will go to them rather than searching through the guild stores. I might look on the guild stores occasionally for like random stuff but if there's something specific that i want i'll go to the actual person so weird said i do think recently that he mentioned you can search adventure board to find a location of items within a node i mean that would be great as long as it works quickly was it Faisal? yeah uh the auction house 
where where you get to mm -hmm. see where that item is located and then you go get it yeah that's for the economic uh no only for the but only uh, that's only for a superpower town dude uh -huh. yeah so you have to have an economic node with at level six to get that uh, I you guess know your connection, Sim. yo <laughs> I guess this is actually I'm not gonna lie usually I don't have anything that I get kind of concerned about I guess we're there now I'm actually kind of concerned about this being really taxing versus easy to navigate it'll be, it'll be different I hope so uh -huh. well, I mean it's gonna definitely be different but you know what I mean I want to spend two hours looking for fucking ingot of some kind. You know what I'm saying? Like, need twenty. Looking, looking at Elder Scrolls again. Elder Scrolls needs at least thirteen to fifteen add-ons to make the game actually. Oh, dude. Better. They just. Um, I, I like. I, I've managed with only three so far. But yeah. yeah. Hey, I like to play my games vanilla. Okay. <laughs> oh, so do I. and no clusters. I... Ventarian. Nothing. Wait, well, nothing. He said that's for finding materials and no clusters. Was he talking about the board? Oh, the the or, bounty board oh, or whatever. Yeah. The, the one that ties into the economic nose, right? You can use it for anything. It's player made, so you just put up like a player made quest or whatever. Mm -hmm. That that's what it's, that's what I imagine is there for. Obviously, we haven't got many details about it, but that's kind yeah. of what I'm thinking. Okay, and he said the economic thing. Yeah, okay, I was making sure. So, oh man, this is something I want to get. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bavuda. Wow. What a, yes. what a champion. That is absolutely hilarious. I got to read this for anybody listening to this later. <laughs> the Virtue Internship Program. Search 10,000 stalls to find Sim a better sword. <laughs> Bravuda, <laughs> you are a true champion here. I'm I'm making a mental note of that. I just realized that. Oh man, dude. Oh yeah. So it begs the question, how many people would actually like uh information brokers could definitely be a real thing. Yeah. In ashes. True. Just traveling around um getting the best prices for people. Mm-hmm. And selling the information could definitely happen. That could be you, Faisal. That's definitely gonna be me, dude. I'm gonna be a traveling merchant, just going from node to node. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're you're set on? You're not gonna be a citizen of anywhere. I mean, I haven't confirmed that yet, but so far that's the plan. Hmm. Oh Fair my enough. god! What, what's, Sim? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you? I'm sorry, I can't help it. I, I guess I have to share it. So, <laughs> Faisal, the social bunny, hopping around from point to point within the node, getting you the best deals every day, every day. No? <laughs> how do you? How can you tell where he's at? Just look for the bunny ears and the white tail. They're glorious. I heard does they, he have a stopwatch and does he say he's always going to be late? Might be late, but I'm always on time. <laughs> imaginary. My face was like I went somewhere else in my head for about 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, man, dude. No way. I'll leave some Easter eggs behind this one. <laughs> <I think> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, dude. 
You're going to leave some Easter eggs in your trail. That's how they track him down. That's how they use it. The Rangers. The Ranger track ability is extremely useful to track down Faisal's bunny eggs so you can find out where he's at on the map. Oh my god. Oh. Obviously, this is not set in stone. Oh. That that reminds me. Can I can I share something that was posted on the on the oh, forums? God. Yes, please, please uh, a week do. Ago or so, so there, there's been quite a lot of these. Like, oh, I want to add realism uh, into my game. I want more realism. And one person posted this to one such thread, which got a little bit out of control. Uh, they posted this comment, which I thought was just brilliant. So I'm go I'm going to read it out. I saved it and I'm going to read it out to you. So, they said, I'm all on board for this. Let's also have poop mechanics. You have to find a spot to go. Yeah. And make sure you bury it so you can't be tracked by monsters or PKers or bounty hunters if you have corruption. If you hold it in, you get a debuff. And if you go too long, then it will come out on its own. Then, you have to get your armor cleaned and you can't talk to quest givers or vendors. This, of course, fits in with my detailed food mechanics. You have to eat regularly and eat a balanced diet to avoid contracting various diseases. And if you become obese or emaciated, your armor no longer fits. You either need to get your armor adjusted or buy new gear. Dental hygiene is extremely important too, but the flossing mechanics alone are deserving of their own thread, so I'll hold off for now. There are sure some great ideas to improve the game in this thread. I hope Stephen is taking notes. Is it safe to come out yet? I can't help but feel like I'm somehow responsible for that. Not not that. That's their choice. But miss choosing to read this. Because really it goes back to Faisal and the egg. It goes back to me talking about Social Bunny. It goes back to life choices. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I don't really know what happened to this podcast today. Um, so I just have one thing to say about that, and that's no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I don't know what to say. It's not a survival <laughs> game, right? And and real life simulator or whatever. Nah, man. Like, dude, no. Too late to yell. If it already happened, too late. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be oh, reflecting my on my I'll be reflecting on my life well just choices here at the end of the night. So if y'all are wondering uh what I'm doing later and why Ash's HQ hasn't progressed yet, just blame I don't want to know who wrote that. But that that just that. But don't worry, yeah, that's not actually gonna happen in terms of Ash's HQ is gonna be looking something like something tonight, so that's nice, but Oh you I as soon as the forms are up, I will be posting that. That's a, what? No. Yes. No. <laughs> this is not no, how you no. become a moderator for Ashes HQ, dude. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> God, dude, I can't. Understand. This permaband for the forums, lol. Everybody, this is ridiculous. So you just... I will be the first. Yes. Ah, My claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, I think most people want real life. Yeah, flavor wall gaming, but not a second job. I, I agree. And and that's like that is definitely that's like next level. Like there's survival game stuff, and then there's like that. Like that is a lot to that, that dude no. 
Friend, no. Homie, no. Uh-uh. No. Oh. Mm -mm. I'm curious about the flossing mechanics as well. Yeah, because I'm sitting I... there going, yeah, I'm right here. But no, it's, it, it's a thing. It's, I, yeah. a lot of these people want, they always say we want more realism or we want more immersion. But there becomes a point where that realism and that immersion just, becomes a chore mm -hmm. it becomes so tedious that when you do it over and over and over it's like if we just take a simple example when was the last time you saw a character in a game opening a door like actually reaching out with their hands grabbing the handle pulling the door open walking through closing the door again all it the doesn't time happen. i see my cat outside 24 7 what are you talking about mister <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness but it, it, it never happens you want to know why it never happens because it would take too long it would be boring if you had to go through that entire animation yeah. every single time you opened the door it, you wouldn't want to open any doors you would actually avoid opening any doors mm -hmm. even mm. in vr it doesn't do it in VR, you maybe have like the hand going forwards, but then the door opens on its own. I you you very rarely have a full animation of opening a door realistically. So mm. <laughs> love door mechanics I, in games, uh, yes. I'm gonna I got a couple pieces here, right? <clears throat> so in terms of Ashes HQ, like the first thing I want done number one, more than the site looking cool with like we talked about how we were gonna do like assets and everything for it too i've got a bunch of stuff in place and i've got like a few months to get it all done it's a process but the forms are kind of the priority once i get the front front page up and everything so just putting that out there the other thing i wanted to talk about was one point from someone in chat orc who who actually dropped this yesterday first before we do that that's gonna be our final point for the day but i want to do quick touching on the they talked we showed us the goblin variant right so we got the there was like the gray model one before we actually got one that was. We're not gonna talk about the 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 physique, okay? I, I feel like Miss is like ah, it's still just as only a green variation. He had wait, glowing wait, eyes. What? Yeah, what? we were talking about how like he 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 basically has like the most massive forearms like ever, like the goblin. Oh yeah, he he oh, managed yeah. to get just massive forearms, but nothing in the nothing in this area. I don't oh even gosh. know how you get that. And same with the legs as well. I mean, a lot of exercise in one specific muscle group, I guess. But, I mean, maybe that's a goblin hobby in Ashes. I don't know. I'm just thinking out uh -huh. loud. Mm -hmm. So, like, like have it, like, e even if you, like, had your arm pinned like this and you were just doing this, you'd still <laughs> work that out. This bit still gets worked out. Maybe, maybe it's just, maybe the goblin's just big bone there. Big bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too much, too much fapping. Yes. Too much. Oh, so check yeah, it out. Guys. Though a lot of people cringing about the spider models. Spider is well done. Spider looked pretty, pretty gnarly. Oh, there mm -hmm. was somebody on the forums who was saying, can we, for people who have arachnophobia, can they change the spider model to something else? I mean, <laughs> because they found it too scary. I mean, fair enough. I can, it was a scary spider and I can totally get that. But yeah, there's no. You can't really just change models for people with arachnophobia, unfortunately. Yeah, and P.S. I love the goblins so much, dude. I love them. They taught. They showed some more NPC <laughs> character gray models. They showed the war beast, right? Which is a 
we've seen that before. We've seen a, a model for it, but we haven't actually seen it live, which was really cool. We saw the goat live. We saw the, you know, that thing kicking around and stomping. Uh, um, yes. I fucking love the rhino. The, yeah? the war beast is just amazing, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can just imagine it being a raid boss or something. I don't know. Dude, all I know is they talked about that war beast. And there was like, there's one that's going to be gargantuan. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yo, how big is that thing like, gonna be? How big, indeed. Right? Are we talking like the elephants from Lord of the Rings? Big is that kind? Of... If they were that big, that would be amazing. Well, the gargantuan one can be like the siege beast, right? There, the, one of those is gonna be able to be a siege beast. So, awesome. oh, dude, <laughs> I just want to know the can scale. You use it like, can you use it like a battering ram? That's like, what I would assume. Just charge at a wall and break it down. That'd be amazing. I was about to say that. And imagine that, you know the scene from The Hobbit mm. where that one uh, big orc slams into the wall and breaks his head in half and yes. just dies afterwards? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rhino charges into Dude. the wall, slams, destroys it, dies afterwards. <laughs> So I, I'm sorry, Woodchip. I want to breed a war beast with a terrier. Yes. Just yes. If that is an option, I will do it. Just to see what happens. <laughs> so we got our first snapshot, though, of swimming. And confirmation that you'd be able to fight in the water. I'm like, yes. Ooh, yeah. Dude. You all know how fun underwater combat is, guys. I mean, Ocarina of Time is the best dungeon, dude. <laughs> I I actually I enjoyed like combat. Like I felt like Arcade got water combat down pretty well. Um, Guild Wars 2's water combat was kind of I don't know. I mean, it was cool you could do it, but I I felt like the uh, the weapons that you could use was kind of I don't know, man. It wasn't that great. So swimming looked fun. I'd be very curious to see how uh, just water combat is gonna gonna work because you know I know it's gonna sound funny for me to say this, but for me, fluidity is important. So, so I've, yeah. I've had this conversation about the swimming, and some people said that it was too floaty. Like, if it, well, once you submerge into water, it's just that. You can't really feel the water. It's like you're you're in space at one point, mm. and you yeah. can just see the animation being replayed over and over without actually feeling that you're inside the water. Maybe the the biggest issue I have with underwater combat in a lot of MMORPGs is they don't account for the additional axis. So normally you've got the X and the Y axis, which is your uh, horizontal and and sorry this way and this way as it were Mm -hmm. but then in underwater combat because you're in that three 4d space you've also got the uh z-axis yeah uh which is up and down now if you play a space simulator or flight simulator game those do them really well because they're they're specifically do as uh designed to account for that additional access mmorpgs typically aren't and that can make perception very hard you you really struggle i or at least i do really struggle to figure out 
who's higher than me, who's lower than me, am I on the same level as the person I'm fighting? True. And that can mess with you. Um, and that's partly why I don't like, um, even though they put a lot of effort into the underwater com- combat in Guild Wars 2, it, it never feels good to me. But yeah. here's the thing, Mist, when you say, like, space simulators, I kind of don't understand that. Because if you look at it in that perspective, um, nobody's really above you nor below you. You're always at the same height. You're just looking at it at a different angle. But it, when, when you look at it at, at MMO, when you have landscapes like rocks and all these, you you kind of feel that because of that. So I feel that without those assets being there, you can't really tell the difference. If you know what I mean. I I do. I see what you mean. I mean, I guess it depends on, obviously, how deep the water is. Like, if you're Mm. in the middle of the ocean and and you're far away from the surface and far away from the bottom of the the sea floor, then... It will be very much like a space sim. I feel. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not, but it'll, let's go with the flight sim then, because the flight sims do the similar thing, and they have um, like you're you're just above the ground as opposed to below the sea. I guess it, yeah. It does make a difference. I mean, um, and it, it it's a real shame because I love being in water. Like for anyone who doesn't know, I'm side note. I'm a. I was a scuba diving instructor, and I was in the water every single day. Lo- love the water, and I've always waited for a a game that captured being in water like it does in real life. No game has ever come close, unfortunately. So maybe this will be the time. Who knows? Maybe it probably, it probably won't. But we can we can live and dream, huh, Sim? Yeah, and I mean, I was reading something too from chat from uh, Tom. There, it said, "What are your thoughts about the skills underwater?" Should they be different, like in Guild Wars 2, or just stay the same as above ground? I think they should stay the same as above ground, but here's here's the dilemma I wanted to kind of piggyback and explain for you all. Like, anybody remember in World of Warcraft when you got, oh, was it Cataclysm when we got the underwater zones uh, that you could go through and everything? Yeah, yeah. And the thing yeah. about underwater combat is, like, the thing that I, I have a tough time with and maybe it's like an immersion thing. I get I get why they would have to maybe go this way or whatever, but like you charge something and you move just as quickly in the water as you would above ground, you know what I mean? Like you charge them. Uh, and, Warrior and charge you, in yeah. underwater was the best thing ever. Or it disengage so with the hunter. You're like, oh, look, you know, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, exactly. So like those are the types of things I think for me that are like a little bit tough, you know, like, uh, but then again, I do get it. Like, how do you, how do you, you know, depending on your resources, you want to, how much you want to put into that as part of the game. But, uh, here, here's the, uh, here's the, here's the discussion point. Now this was brought up from work and I want to make sure we hit on it. I know we're, we're running out of time here, but do you think, and this was from Orc, do you think that if AOC fails for whatever reason, I answered this already, but if it does, are MMORPGs a lost cause and will we ever have a good one again? Well, no, that's what I said first. Depends how it fails, I guess. It's, I, I feel like if it does fail, regardless of the circumstances of it failing, a lot it will signal to a lot of developers that the MMORPG 
genre is like cursed or something, or it's just and they'll just stay away from it. Um, mm -hmm. Which, and then we'll just be left with what we already have. I doubt it will affect the games that are already released. Yeah. What about you, Faisal? I also don't know. The thing is, uh, it's, it's just like a matter of perspective. Usually, when uh, MMOs are in development, it's either from a AAA studio or a Kickstarter, but it's usually, um, I call them semi-Kickstarters because it usually goes off of the Kickstarter money, and that's it. Um, Ashes of Creation was a lot different because it's mostly privately funded. And mm -hmm. if a private person fails at this it doesn't mean we give up hope completely it's just that it's going to set us back and make us a lot more skeptical about everything <laughs> yeah from his point of view definitely yeah definitely Ooh, king said how many mmos are in development that no one knows about there could be something similar to aoc that could come to light it's true you know I do want to share I do want to share a point that I also shared the night that I was asked that question. <clears throat> I think I don't think that they're a lost cause, that MMOs are a lost cause. Uh I think that we'll st we would still have a good MMO. I think that there will be a lot of developers. I think of games like Defend the Night. Uh those guys are guys and gals are really passionate about the game it's a very small studio they don't have any kind of crowdfunding they don't have anything they're focused specifically on having a viable product to showcase before they ask for any kind of funding to actually uh like you know expand upon the scope of their game they've been focusing on the lore and they're moving steadily and slowly but it's a very small team right but mm -hmm. i go back to that point do i believe that that do I believe that Ninja Loot Games, yes, that's the studio name, for Defend the Night, do I believe that they will deliver a good game, a fun game with quality? Yeah, 100%, because I see them dumping immense amounts of passion into this project. And although it's coming along slowly, would it be a good game? I, I believe that it would be, yeah. However, do I think that we have the likelihood of seeing a game with the scope that Ashes has planned out, potentially delivering, delivering something at the scale of what potentially is we could perceive as a triple A studio size project. Now I don't know if we would, because I think that that intrepid studios and ashes of creations in a very, very unique space. There are a lot of games out there that have been to Kickstarter or you have small studios developing that. Well, yeah, there'll be a great game too and doing something unique and innovative in their capacity in that space that they're working out of. But my perspective is this, Ashes of Creation is in a very interesting space because of Steven, right? Because AAA Studios can can put the kind of money he's put into the project, but there's the AAA Studio with their objectives and goals, right? And then you've got these small indie studios, these small, small setup studios with small, very small groups and very little funding and, and Ashes of Creation's in between that. Like there's the potential for a scale of a project as big as something a AAA studio could put out, but with a smaller scale kind of studio 
without those that elements of like uh, that corporate kind of having shareholders and things like that that kind of play into into the into that kind of like factor so i don't i don't know man but i think that that uniqueness is not something that's going to come along very frequently so yeah that's my perspective so i think what ashes and the scope that they're working to work towards is something very unique that i don't think you're going to see you know being reproduced in in some some similar form of ambition by a studio like that for a while mm. there's because there's no other studio i can think of making an mmo that's in that that particular space with those similar types of circumstances yeah agreed right? agreed yep. and with that being said final thoughts friends of this past week we've talked about a bunch Basil's in the bottom left corner of the camera, so. <laughs> For some reason. Uh, we we do not understand the mind of the Faisal. We right. do not question it. It's just like the sandal. We do not question the sandal or the bacon. L- look, I gotta say, Rock My Burst said Blizzard was an indie company before WoW, though, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I've actually referenced that a lot. And what they were doing then was a very different situation. But I also looked like, but look at what the game was when that was still the case, too. You know, but it was really, I mean, even when they were big up until Activision kind of stepped in, that's when I felt like it really shifted the most. Like that was when you started seeing the the big changes. I mean, they were doing some beautiful yep. things. I love, I loved World of Warcraft. I still have a place for that game in my heart, even though I don't play it anymore. Just to be, mm-hmm. just to be clear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, final thoughts, friends. We're going to, we're going to wind this one down. I think. Hey, with that being <laughs> said, Friends, I'm going to shout out the Discord, discord.gg forward slash Simorg. You can join that Discord anytime, uh, chat Ashes. Definitely make sure you're in the Ashes of Creation Discord. If you're a Discord user, um, definitely follow their socials, uh, their YouTube and uh, Twitch and everything, and make sure you're catching them when they're live, when they showcase stuff and things. Um, you can follow this channel's social media at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. You can also call in. Y'all are shy to it. We, I understand we might get a surprise uh, voice next week, though. I heard I heard the word on the street is uh, that we might be having a uh, a message from someone. So, but yeah, a little, a little birdie, yeah, that's a good way. Hello, of putting it. But you can oh. you can you can call and leave a message for the show for the roundtable participants here, the Pathfinders on the show for the community, uh, or just to ask questions or give feedback. At one five three nine six six four six eight zero one, you can also send in some email to ashespathfinders at gmail.com. and uh, you can catch a live show here every Sunday five PM CDT or in audio format by the end of tonight every Sunday on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and soon other places. Faisal, please let everyone know where they can find you when we're not on the show if they want to catch up with you and stuff. You, you guys can find me at Twitch, Basil108. And if you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter, it's Bagel108. And Wondering Mist. You can find me on my YouTube channel, which is just Wondering Mist on YouTube. I put up weekly MMORPG-related discussions and content. I am also active on the Ashes official Discord and the Ashes official forums with the same tag. You can catch me on there. Faisal, I think you've gone a little bit too low there, buddy. 
He's asleep, I, I think, know. at this point. Okay, he's gone. Okay. And with that, I'm still here. <laughs> you're still. Oh, good. <clears throat> yeah. I and, I heard uh, some snoring. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> hey, and I got five on it. Look, I got five on it. Oh, no, wait. Today it's just three. So, what does that mean? We are always looking for other members in the community to join this podcast roundtable to carry the torch like the rest of you do in chat on the Twitter, on you know the YouTube by commenting. We're always looking for more to join the show. So don't be shy. If you'd like to join the conversation, you're always welcome, right? But in the meantime, we will catch all of you Pathfinders next week. Have a great week, everyone. It's been fantastic, as always. Bye. Farewell, friends. Bye.